Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Merry Christmas. Today is Monday, December 25th, 2017. This is episode 187. Religious, political, and controversial views in the classroom. I've worked in public school settings for practically my entire career with a very brief amount of time in schools, we'll just say they're not public schools. They could be charter schools, Catholic institutions. And the one common theme that I have had in just about every public school setting has been this particular topic. Religion, politics, and anything that's controversial. And what I've always been told, going back to college, rings truer now, today, than ever before. What I learned while I was in college is that you should avoid these three particular issues at all costs. And the reason why, well, it's pretty obvious. People have many different religious views People have lots of political views, and some of the political views might be tied into their religion, and the controversial topics can quite honestly sometimes get out of hand. In 2017, as we now head to 2018, it's becoming more and more noticeable that you just can't broach these subjects. You can't. Because as a teacher, even though you are probably more qualified to discuss any of these issues your opinion is often not appreciated by others and what I mean by others I'm speaking about families because of that by extension Administrators don't like it to happen either. And it's not so much that administrators are against it. I think deep down, most administrators probably do embrace it and respect teachers as being highly educated 
and knowledgeable in these areas. The problem is that administrators and boards of education are so fearful of families and the community. They don't want undue attention. They don't want any type of negative press. So as a result, they don't like a lot of this material being brought up, not only in the classroom, but anywhere. Because I have heard of stories, I have not known anybody personally this has happened to, but I've heard of a lot of stories of people in education who have faced frankly, ridiculous penalties for their own personal views done off school time. And unfortunately, if you decide you're going to post something on Twitter or on Facebook or Instagram or any other form of social media and someone takes a snapshot of it, and shows it to someone where you work, I can tell you that in education, while if you get super technical, it's none of their business, it becomes their business and they make it their business. It's comparable to a staff member who gets arrested for any reason at all. At least in the state of New Jersey, I don't know the regulations for other states. But in the state of New Jersey, I believe it is still 14 days. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's 14 days. Within 14 days that you're arrested, you must notify your superiors in writing. Now, let's be honest with the situation. Most things you'd be arrested for are probably going to be grounds for you losing your job anyway. And that's not just in education. That's in almost any career. But what happens if you get arrested for protesting? What happens if you get arrested in the process of protesting something that has to do with your field like a decision that's been made which impacts education and that's another topic for another day but it just goes to show you that there are certain things unfortunately that are just blanket statements and that particular one in New Jersey is a blanket statement If you're arrested for any reason, you have to notify them. And it has to be done, I believe, again, it's 14 days. Now, if we take a look at the other three things that I mentioned in the title, religion, politics, and anything controversial... The religious piece can sometimes be a bit 
tricky. I mean, let's call it for what it is. If you simply take some of the patriotic songs, for instance, the Star Spangled Banner National Anthem uses the word God. Money. All forms of denomination of American currency in God we trust. So if you really think about it, it's kind of ridiculous because right off the bat, what if you don't believe in God? I mean, that's an issue right off, right there. And you didn't cause it. You don't have anything to do with that. You may not care. You may like it. You may hate it. But it's just there. Now, what do you do when it comes to the classroom as a teacher? Do you say anything? Do you do anything? The way I handle it is very, very simply. And the easiest way to do it is to take whatever the question is posed by the student and shut the conversation down by simply saying, we're not going to discuss that in the classroom because my rule is we don't discuss religion, politics, or things that are controversial in class. Period. Blanket statement. There's your blanket statement, and you can use it to your advantage. As a matter of fact, you should be doing that at the beginning of your school year. Say it at the beginning of your school year. Say it at back to school night. By doing such a thing, you are putting people at ease. It's unfortunate because, again, you as a teacher are probably going to be able to provide the most educated facts and opinions on those subjects. But you know what? It's not your place. It's not your place. And if it's not your place, people don't want to hear from you. People don't want you to be the deliverer of news. What do you do if you're a music teacher and you're programming your music for the next concert? How is that going to work? Specifically for a holiday concert, which is precisely why I chose to do this episode on Christmas Day. Do you sing any songs 
relating to Jesus Christ? Do you sing any songs that have any references at all to the Bible or God? My answer is no. What I have done over the course of the past 20 plus years is I have done tunes, not just with my choruses, but also with my bands, which are not religious at all. The songs have to do with snow. The songs have to do with winter. The songs have to do with the word holidays. And let me just, because I I don't like to talk about politics, but if I simply mention for a moment our president's claim of bringing Merry Christmas back, well, I can tell you right now, even though he has said that, I wouldn't start programming that stuff in your schools. I wouldn't start putting Merry Christmas all over things in schools. You're just opening yourself up to people who are going to have opinions about you. See, here's the thing that a lot of people don't get. Opinions and judgments are always going to be formed about you anyway. School districts know that. They know that there's going to be some type of black eye always on the, the district. There, no school district or school is perfect. The technology is not recent enough. The textbooks are outdated. Something's wrong with the classrooms. Classrooms are too small. Classrooms are too large. Classroom sizes are too varied there's inequity between the sizes of some classrooms in terms of the students and the well I mean some some classes will have be an academic with six or seven students because it's an honors course while others may have 33 students The town is too small, the town is too big, the taxes are too high. And then, of course, you have, unfortunately, bad teachers. So now your child is stuck with a bad teacher, and there's controversy about that. So you need to understand, you need to realize as a teacher that administrators are aware of all of this. And more than ever, see, in, in the old, the the older days, I should say, but really going back to my early years of teaching, I had principals who would openly tell me about things they received in emails from parents, openly, and would tell me that more often than not, there was something that they absolutely hated about their jobs. They couldn't stand the complaining and the whining. 
that is far less prevalent today than years ago. Administrators aren't telling people anything. Even a lot of their closest confidants. Why? Because things have changed. Society has changed. Politics? You need to avoid them like the plague. If you have a conservative view on something, keep it to yourself. And if you have a liberal view, keep it to yourself. Talk to your friends about it. Go home and talk to an animal. Talk to your pet about it. But don't bring it up in the classroom. Because almost nothing is going to be gained. The only thing that would be gained in a positive light would be educating the students to ask themselves why. And I can tell you right now, that is not something that America wants. America does not really want people to ask why. Because if you're asking why, you're looking to get educated. And America profits on stupidity. America profits on people who don't want to learn different types of things. America doesn't want you to know that something like a 16-ounce water bottle made by a water company, I guess if you want to call it that, does not differ greatly in the cost between that and an 8-ounce eight, eight bottle. And it certainly doesn't take much more to put the water in there. Yet people still buy the 8-ounce bottles, which I don't get. I will never, ever understand that. Simple things like that. If you don't ask why, if you don't research it, you'll never know. And then when you're in the supermarket and you don't know how to price things properly, you make uneducated decisions. Society doesn't want people to know why. What I do with my students is I do encourage them to ask the why questions, just not about those topics. Religion, politics, things that are controversial. To give you an idea of how messed up education is, I had an administrator once, true story, not terribly long ago either, I had an administrator tell me that the word homosexual or gay or any similar words to those shouldn't even be used. Acting as if these words are similar to 
using hate speech or obscenities. It is exactly what they meant. Crystal clear about communicating to me that those words should never be used in a classroom. This is where we're at, folks. It's unfortunate. It's where we are. And what I say to you as a teacher is if it bothers you, the reality is you're going to have to change careers or you're going to have to go into a school setting where it, it, this, this type of dialogue is permitted. And in almost every situation, it's going to require you to teach in some type of setting, which is private. Where a Catholic high school, of course, does not mind if you use the words Jesus Christ. Where certain private schools want you to talk at great length about LGBTQ. Where they want you to talk about Trump versus Obama versus Bush versus Clinton versus Reagan. But in your typical public school in any town USA, no. No, it just doesn't fly. It's not going to work. And it's not going to work out well for you. So I don't have any great news with this particular podcast episode other than to give you the news, which is the reality of our country and where things stand right now. My advice and strong advice, avoid these topics all together. There will absolutely be a void in your teaching. There's going to be a void which you are not going to be able to fill in the lives of your students and that is incredibly unfortunate. But if you want to sustain and you want to be able to have the opportunity to fill their brains and their hearts with other wonderful knowledge, then embrace what we are able to do, be creative, reach out to others, continue to listen to podcasts like these to stay on top of things, to stay ahead of the curve and to find ways to communicate your educational message to the best of your ability.